The gist is brought to you by Sherry's Berries. Fresh berries dipped in chocolate starting at just $19.99 are a great holiday gift. Order now and use the promo code GIST to double your berries for just $10 more. That's B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Click on the microphone at the top right corner and use the code GIST. The following podcast contains explicit language. It's Friday, December 18th, 2015 from Slate. It's the gist. I'm Mike Pesca. President Obama had a year-end press conference today. He looked at 5% unemployment and a past funding bill and the Paris Accords. You know, that's maybe hopeful about the environment. And he didn't even mention this part. Really, really low oil prices. He added it all together and he said... Since taking this office, I've never been more optimistic about a year ahead than I am right now. And in 2016, I'm going to leave it out all on the field. Okay, so I get the optimism, but what really frightened me, what made me a little less optimistic was the gonna leave it all out on the field. Oh no. Was he going to do the entire press conference in sports cliches? Luckily, he didn't. But what would happen if he did? It might sound something like this. Aren't similar plots going to be just as hard to detect beforehand? Well, here's what I gotta do. I'm gonna give my 110%. Gotta do film work. Gotta spend time in the training room. Got to work together as a team. You don't get down after we suffer a tough loss like we did on the West Coast. We got to work harder the next time. We got to believe in ourselves. Next question. My question is, do you believe you have that authority and are you willing to exercise that place? Look, I never stop believing in myself. I don't think you get to this place if you don't believe in yourself. I don't think anyone in this clubhouse doesn't believe in themselves. It's a great thing about this group of guys. When one gets an out, the next guy picks him up. You know, we have a saying, next man up. We never stop fighting till the final prisoner's out of Gitmo. But you've got to work all the way down to the last out and not ever think that you can't do it. Next question. Is it your expectation that Bashar Assad's presidency will outlast yours? You know, I can only play the team in front of us. I can't control the other guys out there. Their opponents may be weak. Their opponents may be strong. They're on a recent win streak. I know they're using the bomb. Some say we should go to the ground game, ground and pound. I stay out of that argument. They have their schedule. They have their wins and losses. If we do get matched up in the postseason, I say we take them. Also, one more thing, no one's bigger than the game. Next question. And how has the new speaker, Paul Ryan, changed the dynamic um, with you and Capitol Hill? Well, you never root for injury. (laughs) Just kidding. He really fits it in the clubhouse. He's a real professional. He's a good leader. He's a vocal leader, leads by example, puts his head down, gets the job done. He's a lunch pail kind of guy. He's a hard worker, someone for the younger guys to look up to. He's a veteran. Well, not actually a veteran. Very few are. But, you know, he's been here a while. He plays the game the right way. Next question. Are you worried at this point that a Republican president who might take over from you in the White House could stop the deal in its tracks? Look, I've got an eight-year deal. We don't negotiate in season. I haven't really thought about where I go next or if I stay here. I guess the CBA says I can stay here. Maybe we'll renegotiate that. You know the Republicans. They're our rivals, but we respect them. But we have a message to the fans out there. We want to beat them. We want to bring that trophy home. And we're going to do that by limiting mistakes, especially mental mistakes. We preach defense. We put in a lot of work in the offseason. And, of course, we always want to give 110%. Thank you all very much. I'm going to watch Star Wars. On the spiel today, Santa Claus is coming. No, wait, he is a little bit delayed. But first, you really, you really better not pout, and I'm telling you why. Hello, Chris Malamphy is on to talk about Adele and to answer the pressing question, how does she do it? 
Christmas is in one week. Did I did I scare you with that? Then you're maybe not a Christian or paying attention. Christmas is in one week. So what do you do? We got to get a present. And by presents, I of course mean berries. Chocolatey, dark chocolatey, white chocolatey, milk chocolatey, all those berries dipped in chocolate chips and chopped nuts. But how do we get it to you by Christmas? I'll tell you how. You get it shipped to you, okay? And today only, Sherry's Berries is offering freshly dipped strawberries at $19.99. That is every day, so that's a 40% savings. But here's the today only part. Today only, today, a week before Christmas, you got to act today, free shipping on products over $30. Now, you might have noticed that the $19.99 does not get to $30, so that's fine. Buy two batches of berries for people. In fact, why don't you double the berries for $10 more? You're almost there, and then you could get your free shipping on products over $30. To get this, go to berries.com and use the special code GIST. So this is the only way to get the amazing offer. Sherry's Berries starting at $19.99. Visit berries.com, B-E-R-R-I-E-S.com. Click on the microphone on the top right-hand corner and type in GIST. Today, free shipping on products over $30. Go to berries.com, click on the microphone and type in GIST. Order them today. It's not like Adele is sui generis or even sui generis, but man, there's something about her that is indelible. She belongs to pre-established categories like, let's say, diva or less grandly, female solo artist. But she seems to be doing something, not just in terms of magnitude, but in terms of accomplishment, that... I don't know if it's unprecedented, but I haven't seen it for a while. So here to talk all things Adele, or at least some things Adele with me, is Chris Malamphy, who writes the Why Is This Song number one column. Adele has been in that column many times. Hello, Chris. Hey, Mike. How are you? Why are her songs number one, or more broadly, why are they so great? Well, first, got to start with the voice. What is it about her voice that is better, different, people respond to more than, I'm sure, technically, there's a lot of opera singers who have just as good a voice as Adele, a lot of pop singers, maybe some pop singers. What is it about her voice? There's not even consensus that Adele's voice is technically the greatest voice. Right. I have, you know, a professional singer friend who has argued that when she has to cover Adele songs for weddings, um, she finds Adele's technique wanting. Adele, you know, was a very intuitive singer. That That's actually one of the most admirable things about Adele. It, it wasn't as if she came out of conservatory or anything like that. She's a very natural singer. Also, it should be mentioned that Adele has had throat surgery in the last few years, in part because right through the hit album 21, her smash album from 2011, she was arguably using her voice wrong. It was uh, very throaty, kind of raw, you know, hitting her nodules in an ultimately unhealthy way, which if she plans to do this for the rest of her life, which goodness knows she probably does, was going to uh, damage her long term. To me, Adele's voice is all about the mood of the 21st century and where we're at in terms of our big voice divas. I think anybody who lived through the 80s and 90s will remember 
you know, our last wave of big voice divas. I'm talking Whitney Houston. I'm talking Mariah Carey. I'm talking Celine Dion. When Whitney and Mariah were ascendant, their style of singing was punctuated by what's called melisma. Uh, melisma is that uh, gospel-derived vocal technique where uh, a single syllable doesn't just have one note. It has multiple notes. Uh, and I, I exactly. will always love you. Exactly. I, I, I'm, I'm putting her to shame right there. I, I, I admit it. I, I really thought it was Whitney <laughs> sitting right across from me, Mike. But yes, that is exactly what we're talking about. By the 80s and 90s, we as listeners in the Western pop canon tended to equate great singing with singing more notes, not necessarily singing one note. Adele is not a melisma singer. Adele is a, you know, a sort of power belter. She's like Dusty Springfield in the 60s if you kind of upped the volume and, and you know, kind of gave her a, a, a you know, 50% power boost. Adele comes at the tail end of a number of different waves of big voice singers. She can borrow from the Mariah Whitney canon if she wants to in terms of that model. I would say that actually out of all of the 90s vocalists, the one she probably has the most in common with just on paper is Celine Dion, even though they don't really sing that much like each other. But Celine is a power belter. She's all about hitting a big note. And Adele is something of a power belter, albeit a, a, a much different tone. Often they'll say it's indelible and it's emotion. She brings the emotion. That seems so subjective. Is there a way to explain that better than it seems to that she brings the emotion? If she's doing what she's doing well, of course she's bringing the emotion. Her competitors, other singers, don't not bring the emotion. What does it mean when we say she just brings that honest-seeming emotion? You know, whenever you ask anyone why they love Adele, they very quickly move away from the voice and start talking about her. She's just so relatable. She's just so honest. When 21 came out, her second album, which was, you know, the mega blockbuster, the one with Rolling in the Deep on it, the backstory of 21 was all about Adele's breakup with her then-boyfriend, somebody she thought she would spend many years with, and then the rug was pulled out from under her. That backstory was very important to Adele's fans. I hate to turn up out of the blue, uninvited, but I couldn't stay away, I couldn't fight it, I had hoped you'd see my face, and that you'd be reminded that for me, it isn't over, never mind, I'll find someone like you. So you've heard the uh, the new album, you've heard 25, is there another number one in there, do you think? Well, here's what's interesting. They've gone for the second single uh, with a song called uh, When We Were Young, which to me is 
another kind of torchy ballad, a little bit like Hello, not quite as booming and stately as Hello. It's a little more personal, so they're certainly not carbon copies of each other. But Adele seems to be staying in that trophy pose kind of persona. She is uh, doing the torch thing to the max. There aren't actually that many up-tempo songs on 25. Um, there's one that was uh, co-produced and co-written by Max Martin, the same Max Martin who uh, does all of Taylor Swift's hits and, uh, you know, recently did Can't Feel My Face with The Weeknd. Uh, he co-wrote a song with Adele called uh, Send My Love to Your New Lover, which uh, almost has a reggae lilt to it. I'll be curious to see if they issue that as a single. There's uh, another track on there called Water Under the Bridge, which is not super up-tempo, but it has a bit of a throb to it. You could imagine a DJ actually being able to remix it. Chris Malamphy, our guest for our discussion with Adele, he writes the Why Is This Song number one column for Slate. Thank you, Chris. Thank you, Mike. Make holiday shopping easier with the Slate Gift Guide, a curated collection of products selected by Slate editors and writers. Andrea, what did you contribute? I uh, suggest this cool Bluetooth device for my speaker so when I walk into my apartment my podcasts automatically start playing instead of out of my headphones out of my speakers. That is amazing! Really creeps out my dog and annoys my boyfriend. So find ways to do both those things which are what really when you get right down to it that's what we're after in life. Creeping out the dog and annoying the boyfriend or vice versa. What did you suggest? I suggested your dog uh, Mabel. She's a lovely dog. Uh, Is she available for purchase? No, not available for adoption. Okay. Well, anyway, that maybe will be redacted from the Slate Gift Guide. But for the most part, the Slate Gift Guide, it's a bunch of things that most improved our lives this year, wrapped up in one guide for you. Find something for everyone on your list at picks.slate.com. And now the spiel, is Santa Claus coming? I was listening to one of my old uh, Springsteen bootlegs. I never heard this version. I think it was from Kemper Arena in 85. Here, let's, let's pull that up. How y'all doing out there tonight? All right. Well, I guess you know what time it is. That's right. It's Christmas time. Y'all been good. Guys, Max, you going to get a new drum set? Gary, you want a new bass? Clarence, you're getting a new saxophone? <laughs> All right. How about you out there? How many of you been nice? How many been naughty? Oh, that's not many. That's not many. All right. Well, you... What? Oh, 
Well, Max, no, no, I, yeah, no, I get it. The drum set affects me as much as it affects you. Yeah, of course, it affects the whole band, sure, of course. Yeah, no, it definitely is a business expense. Uh, you shouldn't have to get it as a gift. What I'm saying, I'm just saying that if you've been good, Santa will give you a present, okay? You got it, very good. Okay, here we go, here we go. Where, whoa, what's that? Ga no, Garrett, no, Garrett, Garrett, Garrett. I am not saying you need a bass. The bass is sounding great, Garrett. It sounds great. You've been keeping time, doing all those Garrett talent things that you do. You know, it's really more for the audience to identify with members of the band. What do they know about Gary? He plays the bass, so that's why, that's why I say it. That's the only reason that I say it. Okay. You're okay, Gary. I, I, never, I never thought you actually wanted more banter time. I mean, yes, I know. I tell stories about growing up in New Jersey. That is true. You also grew up in New Jersey. I'm not trying to give you short shrift, but here's the thing, Gary. I grew up in Freehold, so when I tell stories about growing up in Freehold, people are all like, oh yeah, Freehold, I could identify with this. But you grew up in Neptune City. So if I tell a story like that, it might seem like sci-fi for a second. It takes the audience out of it for a moment. See, Gary, these are the things I have to think about. You think about the bass. That's it, that's all I'm saying. You've been a great bass player all these years, Gary. You're, you're the rock of the E Street Band, Gary. In a good way, I mean that. All right, all right, here we go. You know you are not on the naughty list, Gary. Okay, here we go. All right, all right. Yeah, oh, Jesus, Clarence, what is it? No, Clarence, we've been through this with Gary and Max. What? No, of course, everyone knows you're more than a sax player. No, I don't think he is just a sax player, but when I say you're getting a new sax, the audience laughs. We've done it for 20 years. Yeah, I know. You know, of course, you're also a Revolutionary War buff. I know that you have those season tickets to the Nets, and yes, yes, I know you enjoy cabinetry. I mean, but when I go through that whole thing, the big man, the king of the world, the master of the universe, you really think I need to say a guy who enjoys cabinetry? It just doesn't, it, it, there's a cadence to it. You know what I'm saying there, Clarence? All right, Clarence, Clarence, you are being naughty. Okay, and I know you can be nice. All right, all right, here we go. Yeah, oh, Patty, Patty, my, my dear, what is it? What's going on? Yeah, okay, that's, you know, I got to get to the you better watch out, you better not cry, you better not pout, and yes, I have been reading the childing books that you have sent me. Okay, right, don't phrase it in the negative, but those are the lyrics. You better not cry, you better not pout. Do you need me to rewrite this on the spot? What am I? Uh, you better use your indoor voice. You better find a way to show appreciation. Okay, is that gonna be good? All right, and I can't say that he sees you when you're sleeping? Oh, geez, why, Santa Claus is a creeper. What the hell's that even mean? Oh, you're messing with the rhyme stream. Okay, all right, guys, guys. Everyone knows Bruce shows are supposed to be long, but it's because of the songs, right? Okay, here we go, here we go. I gotta say, you guys have been right there with the intro the whole time. You've been there, despite these disagreements that have seemed to have popped up right now. It is a testament to your professionalism and... Alright guys, that's some coal in your stockings. It is now December 26th. Alright, guys, that's it. I'm the boss. I'm gonna punish you. We're gonna play 14 Pete Seeger songs in a row. Are you ready? One, two, three! And that's it for today's show. Andrea Salenzi is the GIST producer, but she's largely a broken woman, having spent the better part of her fortune trying to set fire to the rain. Sometimes the executive producer, Andy Bowers, is trenchant and on point, but sometimes it hurts instead. We're on Facebook.com slash I tweet at Pescami, 
or Pescami. Anyway, it's P-E-S-C-A-M-I. And there's at Slate Gist, another Twitter feed for the gist. The gist. We can see it in your eyes. We can see it in your smile. You're all we've ever wanted. And our arms are open wide. What? Oh, that's the wrong hello. Oh, shit. Oomperu, deperu, duperu. And thanks for listening.